Welcome back to our continuing conversation with Dr. Randy Bartlett of the City of Bridges High School, where we continue to explore his concept of providing an overall holistic education. I've sat in many conferences in high schools with guidance counselors, parents, students, uh, and teachers when we get together. And when a student asks, what applicability is this going to be in my life? Uh, I kind of have to bite my tongue and because I'm generally going to say none. Uh, however, how do you answer that question, Randy? Yeah. I mean, and I, I think, I think that you can only answer that question if you are, uh, creating a learning space that answers that question so that, that the things that you are doing, um, have a direct tie to their application. And that doesn't mean, you know, our students learn math and they learn how to read well and they learn how to write well and they learn a lot of history and a lot of science. Um, but it's all in the, in the context of application. What's the, what is the, the use that this will have in your life? And there's some things uh, that, you know, that don't matter. So, you know, specific dates in history are a great example. Um, where you don't need to leave knowing, uh, you know, when the Magna Carta was written and things like that. What matters is what are the larger themes? What are the big ideas that help you understand the human experience? And it's the same thing in mathematics. Uh, yes, you know, being able to, um, it, you know, calculate and to uh, consider different mathematical equations and things like that only have value in their ability to help you understand the world and, and navigate the world. Um, and, and for some people it also, it differs by person. I, you know, I took through calculus in high school. Um, it was fine. I suppose I haven't used any of it since high school. Uh, but I took geometry in high school and I use that all the time. Um, and so part of what City Bridges does also uh, is create a, a personalized uh, educational experience for every student so that they are able to uh, have that agency in figuring out how they meet the expectations that the state of Pennsylvania lays out to get a high school diploma um, while still creating a, a framework that has meaning and purpose in their in their current life and then in their future life. Because the, the other truth is, and I think this is important to note, and, and you know, in case you haven't figured it out, nothing is hidden from our students. Um, and so I tell them this as well, that the thing that you think you're going to be doing when you're 16, there's a really good chance when you're 26 or 36 or 46, you're not going to be doing it. Um, I know when I was 16, I certainly didn't think I was going to be doing this. Um, and what's more important is, is figuring out how to figure out the things that you need when you need to figure them out. Flexible and adaptability is something that we attempt to help with our patients to look at things, uh, with this beginner's mind and to mm -hmm. explore, explore possibilities. Um, we often talk about these core values and I call them human bill of rights to be understood, to be listened to, mm -hmm. to be respected, to be treated as an equal 
to be given the benefit of the doubt and the freedom to decide. How does that translate into the philosophy of the city of Bridges? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really central to the philosophy. And and again, you know, hearing you say it and sort of the work that we do on a daily basis, it, it of course seems like it should be the foundation of everything that we do. That, of course, you would want people of all ages to be understood and heard um, and honored in their life and in the choices that they make in their life. Um, and so for, for us, it's a very, uh, it's a very explicit and tangible process. You know, our students have voice and agency in their educational experience. They have flexibility, uh, and freedom to explore and freedom to change their mind and freedom to, uh, experience the things that they want to experience and then reflect on them and draw conclusions from those reflections, but all in the context of a larger community. I, you know, I, th I think one of the, the misconceptions that people sometimes have about learner-centered or student-centered uh, schools or learning organizations is that you just let kids out to sort of wander about and explore <laughs> on their own. And the truth of the matter is there are a handful of kids who you can who you can say, great, like you uh, have this path, you have the, the background, the ability to gain knowledge, skills, and understanding, go for it. But most people, not even kids, um, really benefit from mentoring and, uh, and guidance and, and even a, uh, just a space where they can express their thoughts, their, their wants, their needs, and to have someone there who can engage in dialogue with them. I've heard that an excellent teacher shows somebody where to look but doesn't tell them what to see. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so I, I also teach um, at Chatham University in their education department. And one of the things that I often tell the pre-service teachers is that, that ultimately your goal as an educator is to ensure that these young people, whoever they are, that you're working with are able to do and discover and explore everything that you're talking about independently. Because unless you expect them to come live in your home <laughs> for the rest of your life, um, they need to be able to, to do these things on your own. And so shifting more and more of that independence and that um, uh, sort of that framework and the, even the sort of cognitive lift onto the students through facilitated learning experiences instead of, uh, you know, that, that old sage on the stage model, or as, uh, Freire talks about the, the banking model of education, um, that doesn't prepare people to live lives with agency. And again, it's one of those things that if you give young people no agency and no voice, how do you then expect them to live lives with agency and voice? If they have no agency and voice, they have no investment in it. Right. Yeah. And so um, that, that sort of intentional framing and, and, and a culture and a community that lives and breathes that every day um, is a, it's a really key part of it. And it's, it's, also, it's also an intangible. I think that's one of the challenges um, that, that any organization has because people will ask about oh yeah how do you how do you replicate a model like this 
Um, and there are plenty of tangible, I mean, you, as you mentioned, we have a lot of stuff on our website and there's plenty of tangible, uh, things that you can do, but there also is a, uh, an intangibility that comes from uh, a set of values and a set of beliefs that you can't just write on paper. You actually have to, um, believe <laughs> and then live, uh, every day. You have to, you have to live it. Yes. So that's a wonderful conception and getting it out of an intention and out into actual practice and finding the like-minded people who have uh, that type of mission statement in their own lives. Uh, how was that accomplished? Yeah. So that's an interesting process because there, there are a couple of different, um, uh, I mean, there, there are a couple of different groups of people. Um, and so from educators who are collaborating with us or who are, are working with us, um, either as full or part-time staff members, or, uh, as I think I mentioned before, but if not, we also have people who come in practitioners. Um, there's not a formula. In fact, uh, and this was true even before I worked at city bridges, the best, uh, way to discover what it is that somebody believes and what they value is to, to talk with them and to be in dialogue with them. Um, there aren't, uh, you know, employment questionnaires or, you know, metrics that you can come up with. It's, you know, let's sit down, uh, and break bread together. Let's have a meal together and really talk about who you are and, and why you want to be a part of this community. Um, and so that in terms of, partners and in terms of, uh, folks who work with us and teach with us. And then the students, it's interesting. Um, we have reached a point now. So when, when any student wants to join city of bridges, the process is always the same. Um, we say to them, come spend a day with us. That's it. Just come spend a day with us. Not an hour, not 15 minutes, just be there when the day opens be there for the whole day, be there when the day closes. Um, and when that happens, then they can see the community that's already there and they can feel what it feels like to be there and they can experience what learning looks like in that context. Um, and nearly all of them are, are like, hey, can I start on Monday <laughs> after that experience? But it, again, is one of those... Um, it's one of those things that is on paper. It sounds good. You know, it sounds good to a teenager to say, Oh, you know, I have voice and agency and it sounds good to a parent to say, Oh, you know, my, my, the whole child of my child would be honored. Um, but plenty of things look good on paper. And, <laughs> and if we really believe that, that human relationships, um, are at the core of, uh, learning and growth, then you have to experience them to do that. Well, yes, and it sounds like much like uh, the 12-step world, your public relations policy is based on attraction, not promotion. Right. Oh, it absolutely is. And, I mean, our our, our PR and our marketing is, is entirely community-based. Uh, you know, we, we have some social media and, and things like that. Mostly, we post on Instagram, and it's our own kids and families who you know, leave cute comments and things like that. Um, but almost all of our 
enrollment is driven by community word of mouth. It, it is driven by um, a teen who says to another friend of theirs who's just having an awful time at school, hey, let me tell you about my school. Or um, it comes from parents who are at a, we had parents who one parent was, uh, you know, at a soccer game with a younger sibling and another parent was at a soccer game with a younger sibling. And the one said to the other, you know, where are your, where's your kid going to school? Um, and then they told them about City of Bridges. Uh, we exist and we thrive best when people are able to tell the stories about what, about what we do from their own lived experience. As the field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. So how did you handle the skeptics, Randy? They tell you, oh my gosh, it's just, you're going to fall on your face. How are you, you going to put gas in your car? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, there, there certainly were skeptics. Um, but part of it, and again, this is not a criticism, criticism against, uh, you know, a 22-year-old starting a school. Um, but part of the way that I was able to, and the other sort of founding folks were able to address the skeptics, um, is that we had a lot of experience and we had a lot of, um, ways to explain and to share and to show what it was that we were doing in the context of the things that we had already done. Um, you know, I, I had worked in schools for more than 20 years before starting City of Bridges. And to be able to uh, address, uh, to be able to address questions and criticism and skepticism with uh, tangible examples um, made a big difference. And also there was a lot of passion and a lot of heart. Um, and I guarantee you there are still skeptics and there's also a degree to which it doesn't matter. Um, I know every day when students show up, they are loving high school and they are learning and they're happy to be there when school. So we uh, responded to the, the COVID-19 pandemic by doing school outdoors last year. Um, and that's what got my attention yeah. to your school. <laughs> and, and so running a, a you know, uh, high school outdoors, uh, was uh, full of challenges and adventures and so on and so forth. But the school year came to an end. We were still outside, um, in June of last year. And a bunch of the students said, can we just keep coming to school? Could you repeat that? Yeah. So the school year ended and a bunch of students said, can we just keep coming to school? We'll have school okay. breaks. We'll have school vacations. And they'll say, can we still come to school? And I'll say, no, I need a vacation at least. Um, so to have young people who are excited about school, who love their school experience, who are uh, learning incredible things, doing incredible things, creating incredible things, to have parents who are saying, uh, you know, this school experience has, you know, turned everything around for my child. The skeptics can say whatever they want because the, what is happening on the ground uh, every day and in the lives of the community members shows me that we're doing the right thing. Well, there's a quote 
in the 12 step book, uh, in the appendix to the spiritual experience that shows most spiritual experiences of the educational variety. There's a quote by Herbert Spencer who was a contemporary of Charles Darwin and to paraphrase it, it says there's a principle which will hold a person in everlasting ignorance. And that principle is contempt prior to investigation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that really hits the, the nail on the head. Um, you know, and I understand it's it is a it is a challenge to accept experiences that are that are different from your own. I I mean, my own educational experience uh, was nothing like City of Bridges, I, and I got a fine education in high school and uh, went on to college and so on and so forth. Um, but I also recognize that my high school experience could have been different. Um, but that, but that's a challenge for people. We, we tend to frame for our children or for children that aren't ours, um, our idea of their experience, experience based upon the framework of our own. Uh, and I recognize that it is a challenge to see something different. We're having a great conversation, and I would suggest that you tune in to our next episode, our next podcast of Fishing Without Bait, where we continue our conversation with Dr. Randy. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website, we have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.